Prepare to enter the elf tree. We're standing alone, bitch. Take me to town. Oh, wait, what? Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Dare. Hi, Dare. I'm starting the show. Excuse me for interrupting Sorry, your, your I was Beyonce just, I time, I got dude. way into that opening theme song. I could not help myself. Yeah, well, I mean, it had a great writer. <laughs> it had a great writer. That was both of us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, yeah. Be, let's face it. We it, knocked it, that shit out. Live on this show. We did. We sang through. If you've never listened to our earlier episodes, we actually ended up singing I think this, it's episode uh, three. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> that was perfect. Hey, there you go. There's the uh, opening Done. theme song. Done. So, who the fuck are you? Who am I? Yeah, my name is Joe Morales. Hey, he's Joe. He's I, Joe. Uh, lead welcome to the of a band. And... Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> the lead singer of my band of my own fantasy, dude. Um, yeah, man. Isn't that, is that cool? Do you like, not necessarily hang your hat on that, but I mean, do you think, man, I know that I'm just me and I know the kind of music and the kind of fan base I do or do not have, but fuck, I'm a musician. I'm a rock star. No. Like, is this like, I don't know. I mean, I every, every little kid is like, damn. I mean, yeah, you I, know, that's, I will that's say what this. you want to do with I feel with grateful that I really, I do feel grateful that I've been able to make music and like actually have something tangible to listen to that mm-hmm. represents a like a I guess a season of writing or whatever but I don't know I just don't see myself as like this musician or anything like that I am one I know that but I I don't look at myself like I even see some artists that I looked look up to you know sure. like if I go see a live show I'm like oh that's this guy you know but do you I, think you ever, I don't see myself do you think that anybody way. ever sees themselves on I don't know. On somebody's level. I I, I, I get the sense that no matter how high I reach in mm-hmm. my career and in my life and in the things that I do, there's always going to be somebody else that I'm like, man, to be at that level. Yeah, having some or sort of be, role model, yeah, inspiration. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe at some, at some level you get to a point where you're just like, oh, all right. This is where everybody's at. All yeah, right, yeah. cool, <laughs> nice. But I still don't think that it's just like this stasis and everybody's like at the same level. I think, you know, Spielberg and Lucas are still like for you sure know, up in each other's game and stuff. But you know, Spielberg's clearly won. Yeah, well, and then Lucas like sold that. all of his shit and is like, "Peace, bitches." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, so I think it is. I think George won. I think it's nice to have like you know inspirations to you know, achieve, like, I would love to have my music at this level, or I'd love to be, you know, it'd be amazing to play this kind of show or whatever, but it, I don't know, I think you just kind of, at least I've kind of gotten to this point, because I'm not touring or anything like that, so I feel like I've kind of shifted mentally into a place where I'm just making music when I can, and I don't really see myself as a physical, I could see myself touring and doing all that stuff, but yeah. since I'm not doing it, I don't yeah. really see myself that way, so I, I don't know, it's a weird thing to put my... You know how I see Brain you. There. I see you as a more successful musician, financially successful musician, than Kanye West. Do you know why? Uh, you got to look at the books, bro. This week, Kanye West admitted he's $53 million in debt oh. and asked Mark Zuckerberg to invest a billion dollars in him. In this him. is not real. This is, is 100% this on right real. Now? He's tweeting this shit. Yes. He's $53 million in debt? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But I mean, so's fucking fifty cent. And I'm sure all sorts of, of oh, that's, uh, musicians, that's, artists that's have been more, that, that far in debt. It's it's just more truth to like the structure of things. You you perceive someone is at the top of the world and all the while they've been living lit without with, with spending beyond their means. Yeah. So they've put themselves in uh, way negative below the red line. Yeah. Damn, that's just kind of, I don't even know what to think about that. I feel bad for him because that's not a fun place to be. Well, no. Kanye, if you're out there and you're listening to High Dare, we hope you wonder. We wonder why. We wonder how the hell you found us. Yep, yep. You got to have to sell the iPhone or whatever secret phone you get to use that none of the rest of the populace gets to use. I'm kidding. The secret iPhone? (laughs) We're going to start a fund here on High Dare for Kanye. Oh, no. Donations. We'll take donations. Uh, 
Just and kidding. We can't do that. We can't we, apparently even. We can't. We can't <laughs> raise. We can't even raise twenty five percent of our goal on Kickstarter. That's and, okay. You know, um, yeah, we missed our mark. We did. We missed it hard. We missed it like. <laughs> We, we weren't even close. It's like watching somebody who you, who's like doing a, a long jump and they just go. Yeah, they totally. And they make it two and a half feet. They yeah, just we tripped even. in the sand. Yeah, um, it was bad. Okay, but I will say this. We, you know, we topped out on at $2,493. We had 31 backers. So thanks to everybody who did back us. Like that is massive when we really, really appreciate you guys jumping on board with us. That's super I don't know. I thought that was kick-ass at the very least is we had 31 people that were willing to kind of get on the little high dare train. It's for this. amazing. It, I mean, the people that came out of the woodwork were, I don't know how many of the people that you knew you expected to donate, but the people that I knew, I was kind of like, wow, you? Thank Son you, of a bitch, everybody, everybody for yeah. donating to our campaign, for believing in yeah, us. Yeah, we do. Because we, uh... Let's shake hands right now. We Let's do. shake hands. Man, we fucking <laughs> the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm signing dedicated to the 31 soldiers. The 30. That's gonna yeah. <laughs> the 31 soldiers. Well, they were. They they stuck uh, by us. They stuck by us. They pledged. I think the lowest bid. I think somebody towards the end bid one dollar. Yeah. And uh, we we had some some pretty high up there bids. We're very grateful and shit, man. We I was had gonna... a lot of cool coverage and we had we met a lot of amazing people in this process. So there was nothing ultimately failed. We just have to now uh, we're going to change up our game plan. We have other options that we were going to fall back on. We didn't anticipate doing, but we are bullshit. Going to... I know well, bullshit. You we, never know. We you fully know. anticipated to do everything that we're going to do. We just didn't anticipate to move ahead on them as, as quickly as we might. How do you feel like now that we have successfully failed this campaign? We did. Well, I, you uh, know, I'm okay with that, that phrase. Yeah, it is. I don't think anything's a failure. We yeah. just have to, you know, it means you just got to try the other ways. Yes. There's uh, always uh, an other door. How do I feel? Again, like I mentioned earlier, I feel that this was a step that I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't have much confidence in it because I have confidence in the stuff that we do and did. I didn't have confidence in my ability to market it because I don't know how the world of marketing works. I don't know how the world of social media works. Money. It, well, yes, but no. But because because without money, it still does work. It can work yeah. without money. That That's the part I didn't know. I didn't have much confidence that I was going to get to learn it right now with this. Um, but what I was confident in is our campaign and all of our materials and everything we did. I would walk into, to Harvey Weinstein's office today and pitch this movie to him and say, we can make a feature for 150 million, $150,000, 150 million. We're going straight up. You, Hey, you said it. (laughs) Um, yeah, like I, I think that our our pitch and our package and everything that we put together was top notch. I mean, and that's that's the anomaly of that kind of platform is you. It's just something you have to shoot for, and you never know if you're going to catch wind. You know, you don't know if uh, that community is going to embrace you or they're just kind of burnt out. You know, I feel kind of like that whole genre is just so burnt out. Like using Kickstarter in general, it makes me kind of feel. Yeah. Like the more I even think about it, and we just did this campaign, yeah, it feels uh, oversaturated. Like everyone's desensitized by it. I can see that. I can see that. It, social media has become kind of this breeding ground of advertising. I kind of think that's that's a, it's a perfect way to use it. It's just but, a big orgy of yes, advertisers. Yes, it is, and it's it's like it's like going to Zion, and everybody's doing the orgy dance. What is the orgy dance? How does that go? You you remember seeing uh, the Matrix Two? I think they, like, so. Go yeah. down into the Zion under under the world, and suddenly they start playing drums and having a celebration, oh, and they're that's all right. fucking dancing yeah. and getting sweaty, and it's yeah. just it's a giant orgy. But that's uh, was it sexual? I don't remember. It's no, it was not overtly sexual. It is very erotically charged of nature. Gotcha, like grinding and... Yeah, I mean, know. very, very close, intimate dancing movements. But, I mean, dancing... Hey, I'm not opposed to that kind of world. I think everyone should be dancing together. Well, I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that... I, I don't think that we as a society are capable of achieving that at this moment in our current state. But, oh. sure, you know, a couple generations from now, I think that's absolutely the way things should end up. 
yeah. could end up. I wish it was like in our generation because that'd be awesome to experience, you know? You well, just have would. to. I mean, but I think that we're going to have to be the generation that changes it. I don't yeah. think that we're going to be the generation that doesn't think about it and have it be a normal thing. Yeah. You know, I think that we're going to be the, we're going to have to, it's either going to be us or our next generation. Somebody's got to do it. And that's what, that's what the baby boomer generation said about us. There's a goddamn mess in here and someone's got to clean it up. You know what I mean? I mean, who are you going to call? Well, Kristen Wiig, of course. And Melissa McCarthy and (laughs) and the other cast members. I don't know. Kate McKinnon. She's hilarious. She's one of well, I, I I watch Saturday Night Live, and she's on SNL, and she is funny. She is so like directly dry in her humor sometimes. Very You're in love funny. with her. No, I mean she's just funny. You're in love with her. I'm in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, Kate. Please make me Mister <laughs> Ian McKinnon. <laughs> you take her last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You win some, you lose some. I think ultimately we've learned a lot from this campaign, and the best way that we're going to move forward, we've got we've got plans. We're getting together in the next few weeks to discuss those ideas and move forward. Yeah, Shelby's coming out here. Actually, that's going to be cool. Yes, um, I was going to say anybody who's listening, anybody that did donate, if you would still like to donate, go to our our website. And you can donate that same amount um, to, I guess, click on Feed the Tree. Is that That's still the thing, mm. uh, the link up there. Um, and if you donate, you know, whatever you donated before, if you donate that again, we would like to still honor our, uh, our promise of our rewards to you. And that way you're still invested in what it is that we're doing. Um, you know, we'll still keep everybody in the loop about it all. Because uh, we we really do appreciate you believing in us when yeah when maybe we didn't entirely believe in ourselves yeah so hey if you're out there help yeah. us out yeah no actually I I think that we've got we've got some good plans we're gonna be coming up with these over the next couple of weeks and we'll be dropping them on you as they for sure as they come out like little uh, pebbles like like little rabbit pebbles like uh, deer trails <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> toilet humor yes exactly that wasn't even toilet humor that was nature calling humor well yeah sometimes you just gotta you gotta call that nature oh you know what i was speaking to a gentleman today that i work with and we were talking about cg we were talking about how things had kind of changed um and he brought up the revenant he was talking about textures and lighting in the grizzly scene and all that kind of stuff and i i just found it ironic um i looked at him i said that was the one part of the movie that like took me out of the movie is yep. the is the bear, and he's like, "Oh, really? I haven't seen it yet. I've I've seen those parts, but I haven't seen the movie." And I said, "He's like, they just missed the mark, huh?" And I said, "Well, no, but yeah, if you're gonna make a movie that like glorifies how beautiful everything in nature is with natural light, and suddenly you put a CG bear in front of me, that shit better be top notch." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, top notch, man. I don't even know how they would do it. I will say some of the best CG that I think I've seen in terms of a character are things like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, definitely. Ten years ago. Yeah. You know, I've just seen it. I've seen it come and approach this threshold where I'm like, damn, I believe that's really on screen. And they passed it. And I'm like, whoa, hey, guys, come on. Yeah. Come on back. back. Come on back. back. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, the CG bear. Now, Granted, it was all of five minutes of that two and a half yeah. hour long movie, um, so it, it didn't really pull me out for long. But yeah, it was uh, it's its own little thing. I mean, I'm sure they're always going to regret that for the. Uh, no, I think <laughs> I think it is something to be very proud of. I just think that that was a moment that you know was not well executed. But again, it was a five minute moment, so it didn't ever it didn't at all ruin the movie. Yeah, you and know, I know they, I sure as hell know I couldn't do the cg on that so <laughs> well yeah no i there's there's no way in hell <laughs> but you it would is get me you'd get me running around in one of those like bear coats that yeah. blake wears from workaholics i mean it's one dude it's one of the exactly you know? thing. no it is one of those things where you, you can't kid yourself when you see something like that if you feel for a second this doesn't really look real. Yeah. You can't fucking kid yourself, man. Yeah. There there is a there's a line where I think people just get away with stuff cuz that's a level that you pay for. It's just a, a you kind of well, just uh what is it? You take a risk on a company and yeah. you put money into it and yeah. 
You get your product, and that's just kind of how you have to roll. That's the way. I mean, it's the same with albums, dude. Like, those five songs in your new album, those are the songs that you wrote in that moment. Mm-hmm. And you might, a year, you know, once it actually comes out, you might find that people really hate Ventura Boulevard. Yeah. And you might end you up being song, like, huh? damn, I guess I guess I could have been, I guess it could have been better. No, actually, there's one song that I just don't know as much as I know the other ones. And so I would say that's my least favorite, but yeah. it's for that reason. Because yeah, I, okay. I, I don't know that I heard it ever before you you played me the mixes. Yeah. Whereas the other ones I'd heard many different, you know, versions of. Which that, uh, just to throw this out there, that project is now officially done we have it mastered nice oh that's right uh, you sent them over i haven't listened to them yet yes you son of a bitch now you gotta you gotta take your time with that it's it's definitely something i will always say this every project i put together it's meant to be experienced front to back so take the time whenever that is if it's right when you're going to bed put the headphones on if it puts you to sleep even better that's fucking fantastic yeah dude um but no, it is something to experience. Like, listen through it all the way. It's yeah. supposed to be, you know, it's not just, it's not, I don't know. It's, I don't like to interrupt a chapter when I read a chapter of a book. It's like that to me. It's like, if I put together an EP, you know, listen through every single song. It's only you, like 27 minutes of your time. You but, orchestrated it like that for a reason. Yeah. 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 People should respect you, that. You, you immerse yourself in a different world for five tracks that, you know, they all have their own different things to them. Well, if you if if you allow Joe to speak to you in the way that he is trying to through this this medium he calls song and um, dance, and you dance. might actually find some of this truth that we keep talking about. You know, these things that these things that just penetrate our lives. They are in everything that we are doing innately. They just our job is to is to execute them well enough so that people allow themselves to to absorb that information. Oh, like, for sure, yeah. You've got some great things to say, but you also write some pretty fucking catchy-ass music, so that can completely overshadow the meaning behind your lyrics if somebody's not careful. For sure. Well, I mean, you know, if you're not a music person, there's lyrics you can look up. I'll have lyrics up and all that crap once the thing comes out. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely... It's meant to be something that becomes personal to the listener, you know? Like, when I listen to music, it's mine. I get yes. to listen to it, and it becomes what I want it to become for me, you know? Yeah. That's how I always wear music whenever I listen to it. It's like, okay, I can think about what the writer was thinking about, and that's cool, but how did that song initially make me feel in my perspective yeah. of life, you know? How does it apply? And I think it's just like, I don't know, it's like math or any other, like, science or any other subject you could study i think music is the same thing you just apply it to what you know and it becomes you either like it or you don't like it if you can't apply it to yourself you know if that makes any sense well sure absolutely it's i don't know that was kind of a weird explanation of it but i mean that's human experience that's that's what we are meant to to do that's all we can do when we're babies we don't really know how to logically think through things we don't know language we don't know very much communication. All we know is, does something feel good? Yes or no? Your only communication oh. is crying or not crying. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. just you're screaming or not screaming. And mom's and going, oh my God, this is going to be, okay, this is day one. This yeah. is day one. Here we go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously. Like that's, but, but as a baby, that's yeah. the only way that you can communicate. And that's, right. so that is all of your decisions have to be based on how you feel because For sure. it's really all you got. For sure. Um, people should carry that over more. People should should experience that and feel that within their own lives a lot more than trying to, you know, outlogic everybody. What is what do you gain? What do you gain from proving to somebody that you're smarter than they are? What's the I don't know. I mean, that's the thing that's weird to me is like no one's smarter than anybody, you know? Everyone's just got information that they fucking choose to like pay attention to and then But that's the definition of smart. Having more information than other people. It is, just depends on what definition. that information is, you know? It could be bogus crap that means nothing. Like, information is relative, you know? It is like, if you can... Information's if not you relative. Can, if you can talk to somebody and they can 
tell you things that they know and they are things you've never, you know, it's something you never knew about right. and you're learning things. Right. I think that to me, it's not like that person's smarter, but it means they're wiser. They have more knowledge of something, you know, and I love, I love hearing people talk and right. they are technically smarter than me, but at the same time, it's like, I've just only know this information. This is all the information I've tapped out on so yeah. far, you know? So it can't, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really a good idea to think someone's smarter than you or not. I right. just think some people know different things, you know? The, yeah, that is absolutely true. You know, there's there are a lot of people that I work with that are smart people. There are also some very stubborn and very passive people. I wouldn't say that in that instance they are being the smartest that they can be. Yeah. Because you can't be stubborn if you want to become Apple, or you can't be... You know, you can't invent the next algorithm that changes the world if you won't speak up. You can't lose weight if you don't stop eating sugar. Exactly. You have to exactly. make a choice. If you, if you intake more calories than you expel in a day, you're going to gain weight. Doesn't even matter what those calories are. You're going to gain some kinds of weight of some kind. Um, and it's something that you just we all have to deal with. We, see, we, those are facts. Those are things that, that are, well, and I say, I say facts. We're not going to get too deep into this. this no, we can like get deep. Get too deep. real, real metaphysical. I don't know. This is the weirdest. This is the weirder kind of deep, though. This is where I get. This is where I get like you. Go and on. I'm like I say one. Th- no, 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 no. I, I don't really have anything to say. That's my point. My oh. point is I'm gonna I'm gonna make one side of an argument and then instantly be like, well, but on the other side of it, there I can see how it all. So I'm just gonna end <laughs> up right back here. So I'm not gonna depart <laughs> from here. Is what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, Sorry, this that's is funny. man, killer Jack. Killer Jack. Yep. This is this is some good stuff. Yeah, it is. Um yesterday and last week for everybody who's listening to this now. I wonder where I wonder what's happened at this point next week with this particular thing. Um yeah. the FBI has requested that Apple allow them backdoors into the iPhone. And and I was kind of like, that's all, that's all I ever hear. That's all like the headlines ever say. That's all people's tweets ever say. It's like, oh my God, Apple backdoor, you know, a lot of gay jokes. And then FBI, it's just like, no, 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 no. Okay. So here's, here's what's actually going on for any of our listeners. I did some reading this morning. I wanted to, to at least know what's actually going on here. Yeah. This is in direct correlation with the San Bernardino shootings from December. Okay the police still have not been able to get into this guy's cell phone. Um, and they are asking Apple to write a piece of software that will allow them to bypass one, the option that's on his phone that if he, if you, if you guess an incorrect passcode 10 times, it'll erase all data. They want to be able to bypass that so that they can guess as many times as possible. Oh, it's like a little possible. game. Well, sure. <laughs> That's yes. the failsafe as yes. a game. Right. <laughs> exactly. The second thing is that if you guess a wrong passcode three times, Apple will lock you out of the phone for a minute. Guess it wrong again, five minutes, 10 minutes, or whatever. Oh. And then 10 times, it erases all your data. So they want to get around that. Um, and they've gone to varying courts and Apple to, to ask for this. And Tim Cook said, no, screw you. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, there was a court that made made a decision that said yes this is i you know i we think that based upon this law from like 1752 or something like that it's the all writs act and it means that you can petition a court to essentially give you access to anything that you need for that particular case or whatever so they're they're going back they're reaching the fbi is reaching here um to try and get because they can't force Apple to open up the phone. That does inhabit that. Uh, there are, um, it's like First Amendment rights or something yeah. like that. Code is technically a language, therefore it falls under freedom of speech. Therefore, they cannot ask Apple to change the way they write their code. That's what the part is. So they're like, all right, so we're gonna make this backdoor so that we can guess the, the passcode as many times as we want until we get it. So that's basically that's basically what's been going on. And then Google sided with Apple and yeah. said fuck off. And what do you how do you feel about that? I feel pretty much like I, I read Tim Cook and and uh and Google CEO's responses. I think that that is absolutely going to 
be a precedent. It's going to be the precedent that suddenly everybody, you know, the FBI and all these law organizations are going to be like, well, then we need to, we need to push this further and continue so that we know that even within a half an hour of any sort of, you know, terror red flags, we can access that person's entire life and their, their computers and cell phones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, I absolutely think that that's where it's going to head. If one, these corporations allow it to happen. And two, our justice system, which let's not even talk about how fucked up that got this week. Yeah. Um, does if they allow Scalia. it to go on. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that, I don't know. This is kind of like, everything's just constantly, we're hitting these levels of absurdity in yes. like intrusion. Yes. And the, the thought of people literally having unlimited power to do whatever they want. It's kind of getting uncomfortable. So like reading these articles and stuff, it's very much like, yeah, this is a massive war going on. This is not a war that people drop bombs on. This is like, this is humanity's rights. This is people's personal freedom to deny someone entry who has access to manipulate whatever the hell they want in other areas. So you're... the, the. it's almost like if the FBI can have access to whatever they want, which I think they probably do anyway. I don't even know how that works, but I mean, I it's don't hard for think me to imagine go through the dog and pony show. I really don't. I just don't know. I mean, it, it makes me wonder, like, if the NSA can collect everything and have access to anything, like, why wouldn't those same institutions be sharing all their shit with everybody? Since they're all basically doing the same things anyway. I mean, I'm working towards they, the same, but I don't think they do. I don't think they are. I think they're still they're still run by people on on different levels than those people who are running it all. You right. know what I mean? I still think that they are a sub sub sub. Um, that that doesn't uh, unless something massive is going on doesn't doesn't get messed with in terms yeah. of strings know. and all that kind of stuff. That's what I think. Yeah, there's like a lot of layers for you sure. Know, I I mean I think that the the whole FBI hates the CIA, hates the Coast Guard. I think all that shit is probably real because this these people are I mean these institutions are made up of human beings. Yeah. And the same reason that that the Navy hates the Marines and all that kind of stuff. I mean, hate is a strong word, but you know, these people don't have the it's uh, competition. Yeah, they don't have a history of getting along. Nobody does. No, no teams, no parties, no anything that's pit against another ever tries to get along because that's not the purpose. That seems like a that seems like a pretty bad model to have, doesn't it? Yeah, like putting everybody against each other like that just seems like Cain and Abel. It's counter to problem solving and like creating a nice peaceful environment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's 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 what's absurd to me. It's like that's that's pretty obvious. So how come people aren't acknowledging that? You know? Yeah, because they, because they don't pay attention. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fascinating how people stroke each other's egos and feed each other's lazy habits. Netflix and chill. I mean, I know that that's an uh, a, a innuendo, but it's still even implying. Let's just veg out and do our and just not not create anything let's just get on masquerade yes and not even have you seen that app no well i may i may have seen i may have seen the outcomes of this app then yes do you think about this stuff like explain it to our audience real quick masquerade is basically an app that you take a selfie but it's a video it's like a maybe 15 20 second 30 second video or whatever and it basically you can go through a little cluster of templates that attach themselves to your face and so you it maps your face maps your face and then it attaches like a funny character like a a tiger i've seen dogs yeah dog an old man's face yeah you can do face swaps it's really dude held up a picture of jesus oh man and his jesus suddenly was on it and his mouth was opening and it's bizarre it's it looks awesome but here's the thing that gets me like about what you know some of this access to people's information, like if you have access to like someone's core phone and say like with, with technologies like masquerade, like you're able to just put an app in a phone that reads someone's face Mm -hmm. and that's some technology that's who knows what's where that information is going. What, what it read about my face that is now somewhere else. You know what I mean? And I know it was my choice to play with it, but 
it makes me wonder, you know, say what's the technology going to be when all of a sudden you want to pin a crime on someone, you can literally morph my face onto just some video somewhere. Yeah. And that's me physically somewhere, even though that wasn't me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how long until that becomes something? And then you can physically manipulate someone's data from their phone. If you have all access to the back end. Yes. To where then you can literally just manipulate whatever kind of storyline you want. I mean, really, you can literally do whatever you want. And that's dangerous. I don't think anyone should have access to that. I really this don't. Is, this is what's happening, people. Please, yeah. please do not let this happen. You uh, you got to vote. You got the power. I got the power. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really bizarre. I'm very curious as to, as to how it all turns out. I, I think ultimately, I mean, we're definitely facing issues that i mean i was literally at dinner with uh skaggs literally and, well i was not literally but i mean you were literally, literally at dinner well how i was talking to a dude who he worked for um he works for a company that is a part of like everything's moving to subscription bases like so he works for a company that literally handles that workload for a company they like kinda, apple music they kind of create yes they Spotify. create the whole back end to where they can read the, all the algorithms for what the clientele is like how much product people should be having so you know if you have this tier then you get this much access you know all these little things whatever yeah but um uh it was interesting to hear him talking about how it's becoming user like people want to just pay for what they use so there's apps that now exist where you can go and if you're in San Francisco, you can just rent an Audi A4 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's like 150 bucks a day, but you just have an app and boom, 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 you drive the Audi A4 for the day. Nice. And uh, But eventually how it'll get to the point where, you know, you can rent a, today you're going to drive a brand new Suburban, tomorrow you want to drive a Ferrari the next day, and then you're literally paying 50 bucks, 100 bucks for the week because, you you know, when you think of the price of, um, what a car would cost to lease from a dealership or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, the amount of people that would actually end up using it and paying chunks of money would way pay the uh, the monthly rental cost. Car payment. Car payment. You know yeah. what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it becomes this more, I don't know, everyone gets to kind of use whatever they want without having to actually own it. And you can do it through an app. You know, it's like Uber. It is like Uber. Sorry, I didn't I, mean to go off on that. That was no, a little bit No, I mean, of a, that's okay. I... I don't entirely know how I feel about all of these progressing technologies. I think that we're, we're just finding other ways to make our lives more convenient. We're not actually progressing technology. Kind of, kind of, it's controlled for sure. I mean, for us to have all these algorithms, I mean, that's what we do. We, uh, at work, uh, we create software that is heavily run with algorithms. I mean, we're having a discussion today about this dead pixel tool that we're, we're unleashing and there's disagreements on the algorithm because it's like, yeah, but we got to fix it this way, but we've got to detect it this way and we got to do that. It's just. You know, I have my I have my my thoughts about the way these people are handling their discussions about it. Yeah. But overall, it's all do it's all do with math, and that's that's the part. Martin and I were actually talking about that the other day. Everything that documents our society nowadays is digital. Yeah, digital. Right. I mean, how many phone how many photos do you have on your phone, and then how many photos do you physically have in your possession? Yeah, I mean, there's there's no comparison. Mm-hmm. And so when power goes down forever, what are we going to do? We are going to have nothing that proves that we existed. Well. Once we die and, and yeah, our I mean, shit's gone, it, we, there is nothing that would, would leave our existence. Yeah, that's true. You would have to c- create physical things. You, we would have to start creating physical things. That's why I made some albums, so maybe one day someone will f- find that. Yeah, but nobody can play eight it. Eight feet deep. Nobody can play it. That's the thing. <laughs> you've got to you've got to write music on a wall. You'd have to learn how to write your your music sheet form. Yeah, on a wall somewhere. I just don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess technically if you think about it, if the standard <laughs> changed up the way we consume music just by algorithm, all of a sudden it makes all MP3s obsolete on anyone's system. Good. I mean, that's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. And I keep hearing these rumors that they're phasing money out. They're going to phase out cash. I mean, there's already been petitions to to Congress to phase out the $100 bill. Hmm. Like, stop making $100 bills. I mean, pretty soon, 
that could mean that we just do not have cash anymore, a cashless society. You know, we went to the... the uh, so everything's just on a computer and you just have to trust. Well, we went to the flyaway. Yeah. When we went to Texas, we had to, we took a bus to the airport from the flyaway and they do not accept cash. It means they can accept whatever else they want. But if all I have is cash, a homeless person might should be able to ride that bus to the airport if they want to, if they have the cash to do so. And if they don't have the cash, you know, you can do a trade. Little they can go. Dance, they can go little, to the uh, the gas station and pick up a little disposable Visa card. Uh, I mean, I always wonder. Like, I don't know. I just it makes me wonder, kind of, where things will be going because it is a little nutty to think about all this shit. I don't know. Like the nutty professor, like Eddie Murphy in a fat suit. So, what do you think happened to Supreme Court Justice Anton Scalia? I thought he was on a nice little vacation in the Cibolo Nature Valley, and uh, he, uh, I don't know exactly what the no, park was called. Describing, you're just describing the facts, though. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, man. It is awfully interesting to be somewhere to relax, and you happen to die while you're supposed to be relaxing. So. Of a heart attack. Well, but you know, know what? You know, every once in a while... I'll be running around all day on set, stressed out and doing my thing and everything. And I don't feel how hard my body's going and how hard my heart's pumping until I lay down. Yeah. And it's at that point that I start to fear for my, not for my life, but I'm like, oh shit, damn. Oh shit. Yeah. This is, and then I'm like, my heart's going crazy. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I can totally see a time of relaxing being the point in which your body's just like, okay. Yeah, and, just and it's done, and it just it gives up, you know. But potentially, yeah, they found a pillow over his head. Did they really? Yeah, uh, I mean, dude, they I don't found know, a man. pillow over his head. I mean, this is apparently days after he voted against some big Obama thing that was going on. I don't even know what it was. That's how little I pay attention. And yet, yeah. the second I read that that had happened, that a Supreme Court justice was dead, I thought. Well, that just goes to show you what kind of what kind of mentality I have. Maybe this is some weird conspiracy theory, and it's not all real at all. But we'll see. We'll see why in the next uh, you know next year or so. Yeah, I think it's on, yeah. those are things. Those are things that it's very easy for to 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 get people to think. Yeah, and it's also very easy to get people to think that he just died peacefully in his sleep. You know, who knows what actually happened? Yeah, I mean, I will say this. In, in the grand scheme of all of these crazy things that seem so grim, like they seem really dark to me. Like when yes. I read about this stuff, I'm like, damn, I, I don't like that game that's going on. I would not want to play it. I would give two shits about that game completely. Yeah. And it makes me very hopeful because I was, there's a, I don't know if I ever told you about this uh, website called, or it's a movie, a documentary called Thrive. Yes. Um, but there's a website you can go to, thrivemovement.com. Yeah. But uh, the people that run it, um, amazing people, they go and speak conferences about what they're doing, kind of the whole concepts of, they, they kind of stand behind this idea that in order to solve the problems of our world, you have to think about them like nature, the way nature works. Okay. So you've got a seed and then there's some growth and then you end up like, there's like a whole process they explain, but okay, okay. it's like, then there's the, the, the branch and then there's the leaf then there's the flower, then there's the fruit, then there's the seed again. Yeah. You have to kind of follow this naturistic pattern. We've kind of gotten away with that in our societies to where we're literally just kind of, it's almost like we're wringing a towel. That's, you know, yeah. just bare, there's no more water. You know, I, we're just kind of feel that getting everybody to the very end here. And it's, it's nice to know that there's people like this thrive movement. Anyway, I was, what I was going to say was I watched um, a bunch of different conferences from uh, what they're doing, the stuff they're involved in. And it was nice to know they're connecting um, investors, people who don't know what to do with their millions of dollars with people who are developing renewable energy, free energy, um, better healthcare systems, like better. They're, they're literally pulling together all these resources to connect people like all across the globe, like scientists to uh, mathematicians to teachers to, I mean, anybody that's working any sort of important infrastructure, they're trying to give everyone this information about here's what's going on and here's what we have to do to solve it. And there's all these institutions that are literally out there uh, connecting with each other, literally going, we have this amazing invention that would absolutely change the world. But 
we don't have the money for it because no one will give us a grant or blah, right. blah, blah. So now they're right. connecting these people to multi-billionaires who are looking for things like this because they do want to make a difference. They just don't know how. They don't know where to put their money because everything's... Everything's really weird. It is. It is. You get, you, get your, you get your ass killed if you're doing something that is kind of putting someone else's business at risk. And I think ultimately, if you know, unfortunately this judge was uh, most likely murdered because he was in the way of something. And there's other plans going on that they had to remove him. Did you know that he was declared dead before he was seen by a coroner or a doctor? I I mean I've heard of this kind of stuff happening and, and these kinds they, of things, but they said I did not know that. they said that he uh, the official cause of death was was a heart attack, cardiac arrest, without a doctor having ever done an autopsy, anything. So it's 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 I mean stinks. It really does. Yeah. And I just watched Trumbo. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So you and I can talk about it. Yeah. Two Supreme Court justices died in that movie, which then allowed for McCarthyism and the whole like pushing against communists. Mm-hmm. And suddenly these guys were going to go to jail because, oh gosh, the, the liberal, you know, uh, Supreme court justices are suddenly dead. We yep. don't have a majority anymore. Yep. You know, that's again, that's all politics and games and stuff, but you can't tell me that those Supreme court justices weren't offed. I mean, to, to serve a political purpose, a political gain. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, hey, I mean, if you look at what's happening on the planet, I mean, it's it's clear, it's evident that there was definitely a long con going on somewhere that is kind of putting things in a really dangerous place. Yes, you know? but dangerous and, for who? Uh, I mean, it's just dangerous for people in general. I don't know. I don't know if it's like something people should fear. It's just something people should be aware of. So everyone oh. who does have an important position in society can be aware of that and choose to do the right thing versus, you know, kind of just walk blindly and do what you're told if you don't really know what's going on above you or who could be p- potentially, I don't know. That's just kind of how I see it. If, if you know something's not right, and you choose to just do something anyway, like it seems like if you want to progress as a person, you've got to stop making those kinds of choices, right? When you stop asking questions, that's when you stop learning. And so you you can't just walk around doing everything that you're told if you want to to learn and better yourself. And why wouldn't you? Why do why do people feel that they've bettered themselves just because they binge watched the entire new season of Orange is the New Black? Well, I mean, as, as we're kids growing up, you know, it is our job. I'm your, I'm your elder. You know, people are like, you're, you're supposed to listen to the person that's older than you. Right. And it's because they want you to learn from the person that's older. And that's kind of what we're supposed to do as children is continue to soak in what you see from other people. And somehow as we grow older, you just kind of end up locking yourself into a certain headspace about how you what's truthful to you and what's not and blah, blah. You kind of can, you can literally grasp your reality after so many things as a kid. And then as an adult, you just don't open your mind to anything that could be beyond that. And so it does kind of, I don't know. We just live in a time where no one really has time to think that way, but it does, it can, it can stop people from inner reflecting on things. And I think if you don't have that certain inner reflection, you kind of miss out on a, on something that potentially I think it's kind of important for everyone. I think it's dangerous if people don't self-reflect and learn who they are to be able to at least make better decisions instead of emotional or potentially uh, spiteful decisions on things sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like some people will literally get back at someone. They actively go and get back at someone. And I could never fucking play that kind of game. I would not have any, I would not have any joy in that shit. And so it's like, it's it's learning to flip that switch in your head and go, oh, I don't have to do that kind of shit. It doesn't that makes me look weak if I go do that kind of crap. So what is strength? Yeah. You know, what it what makes you a strong yeah. human being is like But it's not that awareness. Easy. It's not it that's awareness. Awareness is the key. You're right. But in order to in order to stop like being the person that has to go get back at somebody, first you have to learn to forgive yourself. Then For you've sure, got to learn yeah. to forgive them. Then you have to think man, how does this make me look? And then you have to fight the urge because the passionate urge to do something is so is incredibly strong. It can overcome sure. it can overcome most logic. That's why there's a lot of bar fights. 
That's why there's a lot of bar fights. I mean, sure. And absolutely zero weed dispensary fights. Mm-hmm. That's probably not true. I'm but, sure there's been a few. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not factually accurate. Yeah. But, I mean... Uh, no, I, it's a sativa hybrid dominant indica strand with a hint of... I don't know. It's like someone who's like a connoisseur. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a like a bud tender, like yeah. a budrista. A budrista. budrista. Dude, that's great. Um, what else you got, man? Dude, that's... I mean, that's what I was going to say was I feel like uh, ultimately we're in a time of... Uh, a lot of big choices are to be made, and we're going to see a lot of crazy shit in the next several months. Yeah, this year specifically, and I think it's a it's a time to just you know if you're listening at the you know at home in your car wherever you're doing, I get something to <laughs> wait, 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 wait. At home in their car. Well, at home or in your car. Like homeless people that are living in the back of a car. <laughs> Is that who's listening hey, to man. our show? Hey, if you're if you're living in a car, you're not homeless. You living true. on wheels. You're living in a car. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That so, can't be awesome. Sorry. You Continue with what you were saying. No, I was just going to say, I mean, ultimately, these aren't things to like freak out about. It is definitely something to just stay aware of. Like, yeah. I think this is the first time in history where people are literally watching things in real time happen, and it's almost kind of like a show. It's we're becoming, able to watch them in real time. It's becoming a fucking stage production yeah. where it's like, oh my gosh, like, all right. Ha! <laughs> And that's people funny. need to it's it's kind of freaky well the, the funny part is that over the last like three years what have NBC and and some of these other networks started doing they've started playing doing musicals live yeah you know I mean I guess SNL's been doing it for a long time news and everything else all that kind of shit's all live but they're doing like full-blown like well rehearsed and produced and and top-notch. Uh, musicals yeah. live on TV, so it's ironic that you said this. That you said that that's what life is, and Shakespeare said it too. So it's not really original. Well, but the sentiment is still going on. That's what I love about Three. A movie goes, no matter what movie we watch, we can watch a movie from the 1940s, and it'll still have the same connotations as the movie from the 2016s. Yeah, there's you definitely know? a a carried out storyline that is every generation. Yeah. It's in interweb interwoven into all art throughout yes. history, as far as we can tell. Yeah, including but, um, buildings, including the pyramids, mm-hmm. including you know all writings and music. I mean, all of this kind of stuff. It's all it's all just interwoven. Yeah, with emotion and feeling, and I mean, goods and bads, and yeah. But I was gonna say, I mean, ultimately, there's no need to fear that stuff because there are people out there that are literally actively working despite all the odds about this uphill freaking battle because yeah. it really is. I mean, um, truth is definitely going to have to work its ass off to really balance things out here because it's not it's not fair what, what's going on. It's really crazy. It's, it, but, um, it's overwhelming. But I will say, like, there are people really working hard and dedicating everything that they've, their entire careers to exposing it and trying to band together globally to bring to light a lot of the realities that are just, they just got to stop. I mean, like the whole, remember that now it's chip readers with your debit cards. Yes. That's one thing I was thinking about. It's like, how quickly was that like implemented? It was, I'm sure it was developed for, for a certain amount of years, but how quickly was all of a sudden we went from swiping to just boom, it it was a standard. Now everywhere it just exists everywhere. Oh, you got to put it in the chip reader and it takes longer. And I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. Just the fact that it's more secure from what I've heard. Right, right, right. But it's just interesting how things like that implement so quickly, yet there's so many things on our planet that just take so many fucking years because people Like becoming don't, a citizen of this country. Well, just that and people just don't make the right choices that will better your environment, better your community, better your country, better your whatever you want to call it. I mean, it ta- it, you know, it's like we're going to reduce carbon emissions by 2025 by this much. It's like... I don't know. Well, let's shoot for to you know next week or a year from now, and what would have to take place for that to happen? And I know they think of all those things, and that's probably why they spread it out. But at the same time, I mean, that's one hundred percent why they spread it out. But I'm saying it costs dude, money to do if, all this, too. right? But if you're talking about that, the global health, and ultimately we're hanging our hats on this financial thing, this financial idea that is the very reason we would spread those numbers out, spread yeah. those solutions over time instead of immediacy you know it's like that's what we're dealing with we are making cha- we're we're choosing to make choices that better 
the population, the better the world, the situation here based on finances. Yeah. And that's what it's all hinging on. And so that's what's weird about it. It's like, man, we're going to probably have to get away with that or get, get away from that as, as a population well, I mean, of people. Let's think about it. If we wanted to reduce all carbon emissions next week, what would have to take place? People would have to stop driving. People sure. would have to have people would have to stop having a need to drive, meaning they would need to. I mean, what? You're, it's like trying to throw sand in a very intricate engine, because all yes. of a sudden, if you're trying to slow that down, if all of a sudden people have to, they can't drive on Mondays and Wednesdays. That means now everyone's job is different from Monday Wednesday. How that balances out. It would be this trickle effect that would affect so much shit. Yeah, I don't see. I, I but at the same time, that right there wouldn't be the right way to do it. Well, but I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like, if if you want something to stop, you just have to implement it. Like, if if we're gonna, but you, there has to be give. There, you can't just get people to stop driving to work because people have to make their money. I get that. That's why people are gonna break the rules and just do it anyway. But right, it, it's not so much people. It's almost like we have the technology to transfer things over to better technologies. It's getting that to just happen, not getting people to stop driving their cars, stop using shitty ass technology. Like we literally have to just start upgrading it. And I don't know who takes that blow. Cause that's, yes, that'd be expensive, why, but, but why? Okay. But, if you could take the shell of anyone's car and pluck their engine out and just replace it with the right free energy device or whatever that, could replace it. Right. I obviously that would throw the balance of the entire design I mean, off. So you, you'd have to, you couldn't put that kind of a, an expense on the people. I know that that's yeah. what I'm saying is like, right. I don't know who would flip that bill, but it would the be the manufacturers. I would imagine the, the, the people who are making management internal, internal yeah. combustion engines right now should just stop and make all, all natural free energy engines. That's really the way it should happen. There shouldn't be much, much additional, but that cost. would mean that the shouldn't, the companies, the corporate heads, would have to agree that to that in their boardrooms. But sure. they have man. Now you're just you're bringing in complications. No, to I'm just your, saying they very own they have they query. have stockholders that would not agree with no going to free know, energy. See, see, now you're just now you're just being contrary. <laughs> Dude, that's how it works, they, though. I know, but that's not at all the way the the argument you were trying to make. And I was trying to help you with your argument. And I know. You just I'm just saying it's a simple thing. It's just unfortunately it becomes complicated on the back end, and that's what slows all this shit down. Is becomes everyone is a public, you know, publicly owns this company, but people should just lose their stocks if it's a shitty ass fucking idea. Like if all of a sudden you're like, this company <sighs> is seriously. I really absolutely think that because it's people's choice to invest in the stock market and there are no promises when you gamble like that. And sure. so if there's companies that are being heavily backed by, but they're also doing a lot of damage around the globe, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think people should lose those stocks or get out of them. I mean, that's, if judging, they're not aware that's of it. judging based on an opinion, not based on a fact. I mean, I mean, if you're an oil, oil cartel kind of company and you, you know that it's a bad... the word cartel is a judgment. Dude... It's a judgment. It's the number one. Uh, but the word cartel is a judgment because the word cartel probably does not mean what everybody thinks it means when they hear the word cartel. What do you think it means when you hear cartel? Evil, gun-running, murderous, drug smugglers. Cartel. I mean, oh, but you don't I, that's think, probably you don't... not at all what that word means. And they would in no way ever be that kind of institution like most I'm, oil I'm not companies. Saying are... that, I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just <laughs> saying you're using a word that's not being used correctly, and you're, that, is, that is implying evil to something that on paper... No, I think it, 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 it's a group of people. It's like a, it's like a renegade group. It's no, like I'm just neither one of us has looked up what the what the word cartel. Well, means let's get the exact meaning of it. But right, to right. me, it means like it's just a renegade group of people, like a group but of renegade. People that what does the word renegade mean? That well, I mean, it's relative because if you're a group that's not really doing anything bad to like your fellow man, but yet you're just kind of just being little punk asses and you're you're stealing maybe. Okay. Who would you consider a hmm. renegade? I would say anybody that's like. Rosa Parks is a renegade. Okay. She fucking pissed people off, dude. I mean, people would say that she's a renegade. Sure, absolutely. Um, Martin Luther King. He was but a I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that that falls under cartel. You're you're naming some pretty honorable renegades. 
I'm saying we like, about, I'm saying it's a relative term. Like a cartel can be. I mean, I guess it can be like a nefarious group of people. It could also be. But I think that I think that I think that ninety percent of the world views it as a nefarious association, just like mafia. Yeah, you'd never hear of the tickle mafia. Here's Wikipedia. And even then, I I would be scared of them. They're gonna tickle me to death. It's also like I think this sums it up, and this makes sense because it's it has to do with money and power. cartel. Yes. Okay. A cartel is an agreement between competing firms to control prices or exclude entry of a new competitor in a market. Okay. It is a formal organization of sellers or buyers that agree to fix selling prices, purchase prices, or reduce production using a variety of tactics. Cartels usually arise in an oligarchy oligarchy industry where the number of sellers is small or sales are highly concentrated and the products being traded are usually commodities. So, I mean, okay, like it goes on and on. Yeah, it goes on and on. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, so that's to use the word cartel to define the Mexican drug cartel. That's an accurate use of the word cartel. But I don't, because that description. You don't think the oil industry, but they that description did not come imply together? evil. The description was very, was very, uh, uh, textbook in terms of this is these are the steps that define cartel did not once say evil didn't say nefarious didn't say i anything think it's like evil that. if companies come together like you become the biggest companies and cellular and all of a sudden you're like let's you, do this so that no one else can come in there's no more competition it's just yes. us i think that's dangerous but to think you that way do. you do uh, they i mean don't. Some, yeah, because they have a don't. lot of money invested into it. But, but it's what not... I'm saying is that using a word like cartel that, that most people see as a negative word is implying that you already think that this thing is negative. And, well, I and definitely don't think it's a healthy uh, behavior. I don't I, think it's healthy for people to do that. It's like excluding people out of the club. It's like that doesn't make fa- people feel good, you know? Like, yes, if, no, like think I of it as people like making a circle and not letting someone in. It's l- physically that but on business terms, and even more importantly, yes. in, in a way that does affect people's overall humanity and well-being. Yes. So that's even on a deeper level than just a personal level, you know? But that's neither right or wrong. I mean, yeah, we live in the universe, so the rules are whatever the hell people agree upon, you know? Kind of. Rules are very relative, but... Right, right. This I mean, cart- yeah. These I, cartels I have, have agreed to the way that they run. Definitely. They, so they may not be nefarious. They may not be, I mean... Just doing what they do. They're pretty nefarious, though. They're doing what they're doing. And I don't, you know, I, I would never, like, sit there and go, you know, because I, I wasn't born in an oil family. I don't know what right. it's like to even have to deal with that kind of pressure. Right. Like, I would hate to have to inherit some shit like that and be like, oh, my God, like... I, I don't even know what that would even be like to wake up in that world. Oh, fuck. And that's probably why most of those guys don't wake up is there's something around <laughs> them that keeps them. You know what I mean? Like you just I was watching that. Uh, I don't know if I told you this uh, Rich Kids of Instagram documentary thing. I watched no. part of it, but it was it was so crazy. It's like some of these kids literally just inherit endless spending. So they, they don't even see money as anything. They literally just. They just go to and buy whatever the fuck they want. So it's absurd things, but it, but it's completely normal to them. And so I was just thinking about how interesting it was to see some of them trying to decide who they wanted to be in the world. Like they're young kids, you know, they're like, I want to change the world and I have to have power through my Instagram or whatever, you know, and it's just interesting to see how all these choices are made completely ignorantly because the the person at their core wants to help change the world. Yeah. But yet they have no idea how to even like understand the kind of world they even live in. Yeah. You know, when you're living at that level, you're not, you can change the world because those are all the people that do change the world is they have all the money to do it. But it's like, you see kind of the behaviors and I was watching the thing and I was like, that's just really insane to, to do that. Like I can't, I would, I would hope someone would scream out to me and be like, dude, you need to fucking quit this shit. What is wrong with you? This yeah. is not normal to put yourself out there. And I'm not saying normal like, you're a freak for doing this. But when you are all of a sudden putting yourself into this world to project yourself out there in a certain light that is 
I don't know. You get, I, I feel like people just get completely lost and detached yeah. from a reality. It becomes like this you're seeking energy from either people that are behind you or people that are against you, you know? But I don't yeah. know. It just seemed like a really, like such a, a trap. It almost made Instagram to me look like an absolute trap. That's how I was looking at it. It wasn't even well, like it's, it's a, the it's kids. A, it was the, the device was like, it is. It's so fascinating. I don't know. Sorry. It's, it's got go a grip. That. It's got a grip on a lot of people. Yeah. You're absolutely right. We should cut all that out anyway because that was way too much explanation. That was, was a little bit, but don't you dare cut out too much. Well, I think our audience is going to want to hear everything that you have to say, Joe. Um, for this week on Hi Day, everybody, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And heads. Oh, heads. Uh, you heads. get to edit the show. No, no. <laughs> we and we got to go. go. Follow us on Twitter at Hydare Pod. Get your ass online because uh, Hydare.com misses you.